You see what happens when you're the world's number one pinball podcaster? I got to wake up on Thanksgiving week and people tell me that people are cursing me out on other shows, people saying I'm stealing their news. Man, I've been given more pinball news, rumors, and speculations than most of these other podcasters have had hot meals. And we're going to keep it going. We're going to keep it going because I said when I came back, I said when I came back, it was all going to be about positivity. And I will, I will say this. I will say this. I still, to this day, do not understand why Mr. Christopher Franchi just can't understand. I've never said anything negative about him on my show ever. Christopher, I love your show. Keep doing what you're doing. But if you want to go slam me on other people's shows, man, you're going to get the Canada treatment. And so look, here's what we're going to do. We're going to scoop Mr. Franchi by one day. He's got the Gary Stern exclusive, right? It's going to air tomorrow, December 4th. But I have my very own exclusive interview with Gary Stern. And we're just going to do this, and it's just going to be fun. And I want to implore everybody, just chill out. Chill out. I get it's twippy season, but you don't have to insult me and knock me and say negative things about me. We're all here just to deliver entertaining pinball content that is making nobody any money, all right? So can we all start over right now, December 4th? Mr. Franchi, I'm going to listen to your show. I can't wait to see what you say about Alien in a couple weeks. But let's all let it go, man. Let it go. Let it go. But you got to learn to accept an apology, all right, everyone? Here is Canada's Pinball Podcast, the number one pinball podcast, and here's Gary Stern. Let it go. Gary, it's Chris. How you doing, man? Good. How are you, sir? Good, good. Thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. No, no problem. I, I thought it was kind of funny. I thought it was like some scam, but it's okay. And I started looking you up. I figured you're all cool. I appreciate it. No, what's funny is, and just to give you a little bit of the backstory, so like my show is... It's kind of like the Howard Stern of pinball podcasting. So like a lot of the manufacturers like won't come on my show because I do honest reviews of their products. So... This is why, like, the real Gary Stern would never come on, but I'm going to get the second best thing, which is you. Okay. So the, the real Gary Stern could be Howard's brother. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, and, and this will just be, like, really informal. So this will be – this is funny. Like I said, I, I, I never do any scripted interviews or prepared questions, so we'll just go with the punches, okay? Okay, cool. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome to Canada's Pinball Podcast a guest I've been trying to get on for years. No other. It's Mr. Gary Stern. Gary, welcome to the show. Hello. How are you? Now, Gary, where are you from right now? I'm in Boca Raton, Florida. And, Gary, do you have anything to do with pinball? Nope. <laughs> okay. So, so for, for, for listener of the show, this is another Gary Stern. It's been hard for me to get the Gary Stern, so I got the second best thing, Mr. Gary down in Boca Raton. Now, Gary, when I reached out and I said, I've got a pinball podcast, do you have any, have you ever played pinball? I, I just want to start from, from there. Yeah. I, when I was a young kid in California, that was a lot of fun. That's what you did. You put miniature golf and pinball machines. What year was that when you were growing up playing pinball? So you might know my age. So let's just say that it was in the 70s that I played pinball 
So I was, you know, I was born in the '60s, but I played in the '70s. Right. So, Can you remember any of the games you used to play, or is it is it foggy after all these years? No, I, you know, it's funny. There's a few of them that I used to play a lot. You know, we'd go to these golf miniature golf places, play pinball all the time. What was it like? You get five games for you know, a dollar or something, or four games for a dollar, and uh, you play you know play a lot. But the games, no, I don't remember the actual names. But if you told me a few of my, oh yeah, I remember that one. You know, I, met, I I knew a lot of more of the games like Asteroids and stuff like that, but none of the actual the pinball games itself. I probably know if I saw them. Right. So when you were growing up and you were playing games, did you like arcade games more than pinball? I liked them both. It was kind of funny. I when Pinball Wizard came out, it, I, I was dating a girl that was uh, that was uh, related to Uncle John. <laughs> so we see had a pinball machine at her house. We'd go over there and play pinball all the time. So and it was called the pinball wizard machine. She actually had that. <laughs> Wait, so you were dating a girl that was related to Elton? Yeah. Oh my god. Have you ever yeah. seen The Rocket Man live? Oh, I saw Elton John many times. And him, I saw uh, all the Billy Joel, I see them all. Yeah. Right. So, Gary, do you, did you know that you have the same exact name as Gary Stern of Stern Pinball, which is the largest pinball manufacturer in the world? No, I don't. So no, no, I know. Okay. Only sure. So, okay. So, I, so no one's ever come up to me and been like, hey, like, did you know there's another Gary Stern out there? So let me ask you a question. Part of what I do on this show, Gary, is I, we talk about modern pinball. Do, were you aware that they still make modern pinball machines that are brand new off the assembly line every day? No. <laughs> okay. No, this is I'm this. Sure they do, but I didn't know how many people actually would buy them, you know, because it used to be quarters and nickels and dimes. I'm, I'm sure it's a little different today. Right. Well, and with COVID going on, it's actually having a resurgence right now because a lot of people are buying entertainment devices for their homes because they're not going out as much. So, it's, so what about computers? Didn't that take over, like, you know, PlayStation, places like the Xbox take over that? Yes. So it, the majority of home entertainment is is Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo. So because those systems have been around for a long time, they have millions and millions of users. I would say at the height of pinball, the best-selling pinball machine ever was the Adams Family. Do you, have you ever heard of the Adams Family pinball machine from the 90s? Very much, Adams Family. My wife looked like her. <laughs> That's, that's awesome. They sold at that is the greatest selling pinball machine of all time. Just to put things in context, that sold twenty two thousand units of the Adams family. Really? Which back then I think the game new was around three thousand dollars out of box. But to your point, most of these were put out on location by operators and they were designed to get quarters from consumers. Like that's no one put them in their home back then. I mean only if you were like, you know, silver spoons. So they're best so just to put things in context too, like Donkey Kong, I think, sold something, or like Miss Pac-Man, around 200,000 Donkey Kongs were made back in the day. So it's 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 smaller, it's niche. But today, let me ask, let me ask you a question, Gary, because I wanted to get like a completely like uninformed answer on this one. How much would you think a pinball machine cost in 2020? Wow, if you can buy a PlayStation for 500 to a thousand, you know, 500 bucks, whatever yep. it is. I don't know. I mean, it depends. I, I've seen antiques out there for a lot of money, but I'm sure a few thousand bucks. So I, I think that's what most people would think. So right now, the 
the, pretty much the cheapest pinball machine you can get is around 4,500. But most of the ones people are buying now go anywhere from 6,500 to the, the new Guns N' Roses just came out. Slash worked on it. It's the nicest version is twelve thousand five hundred dollars. Is that does that is that just seem crazy as just a layman thinking about a yeah. pinball machine? Yeah, it's like why? I mean, yeah, I understand if you have a house and you just want to put it in, it, it, it just it doesn't it just is there as a, just you know a party I call it. Yep. Uh, but I, I don't know why people would buy it when you could get a huge eighty inch screen and put Xbox on it or like I mean I don't play it but my kids do. Right. The thing going for pinball in a very digitized world where we have, you know, we have virtual reality, we have video games, we have other forms of like emulated entertainment. It's the appeal for people is that it's still an analog toy, right? So there's still the random chaos of the ball bouncing around a big wooden box with lights. And, you know, every game is different when you play pinball because of that randomness, which I think justifies some of the decisions to go in on it, but the prices have been skyrocketing recently. So you think they're kind of crazy. I, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I, I... I don't know if it's crazy because everyone collects certain things in life. You know, I mean, I have a lot of friends collect antique cars and things like that. And you say, well, why do you want to spend that much money on a, you know, a, a certain type of car, right? Right. But I think, I think people, I know people where I've been to places where there are eight or nine pinball machines in the house, right? Uh, people collect them. Yeah. And do you collect anything, Gary? Uh, I used to collect baseball cards and things like that. I, I had sports cars. I've had many sports cars. Um, I collect uh, I sports memorabilia. I love sports memorabilia. Okay. I'm a big car nut myself. I mean, I live in New York City. Probably the only dude in New York City who has a, a Dodge Demon sitting in a garage. There's, you know, People always say there's nowhere to drive in New York City, but I always say you wake up early in the morning and the highways leading out of the city are, are pretty fun. And cops in Manhattan do not give moving violation tickets, which is why I can go red light to red light and, and not worry about tickets. Really? They don't give tickets? They, most of them will not. They, they do not give moving violation tickets. They'll set up in certain areas where there's like no right turn and they'll sit there all day long and just give tickets in those locations. But for the most part... You could literally treat Times Square like a drag strip at six in the morning and they don't really do anything. Yeah, which is great. So you understand, right? This, this collector's mentality where what might be worthless to someone might have ex extreme value to, to other people, right? And we see this in the car world with low miles and serial matching cars and the price can go through the roof if you have an original of something. So then when you look at cars, right? People collect wine, they collect Rolex watches. All of a sudden, like six to... 12,000 and some of these collector hobbies is nothing, right? Right. What themes would appeal to you to make you want to own a pinball machine? Let's just say like you were in the market for pinball. Is there like a movie that if you could have your dream pinball machine, it would be this theme? You know, I don't know. I, a pinball machine, I think has the, the touches like certain things that, you know, the ball gets stuck and then shoots out. I mean, certain things kind of appeal to me when I used to play. Um, I don't know if it's, you know, like having a rock and roll, like one of your favorite, like Super Tramp or Led Zeppelin or Jethro Tull or one of, like you said, you know, uh, ACDC or something like that. I don't know if that would appeal to me, but I think if it was a collector's item and someone said, hey, I got a great deal on something, I would look at it. Right. I could, I, I have homes, I have a few different homes around the country. I, you know, I put it in one of my homes. The question is, 
it, it probably would appeal to some people if they're visiting and or you have it on Airbnb and they want to play. I think right. it kind of be. So right now, all the distributors who listen to my show are like, wait a minute, we've got another Gary Stern with multiple homes who they're going to they're going to ask me for your contact information so they can they can sell you some of these new machines. Um, But Gary, you were saying something interesting because you were saying it's the toys in the game. It's watching the ball do fun stuff on the play field. And and that's what's most appealing to you. Well, I think it's more appealing because think about it. Kids that are growing up today. They've never even really seen a pinball machine. I mean, if they do, but they really never played with one. You know what I'm trying to say? Yep. So they never had that experience. Kind of like when I tell someone I used to use a payphone, and they're like, "What's that?" Right. Think about it. You know, think about the world that we've turned. You know, like it was all about playing pinball machines, and you know, like you said, asteroids and Donkey Kong and all those. Right. Then all now they're stuck at home playing a game. You know, the cool thing about having a pinball machine was going somewhere. Yep. Today, no one leaves their home. They, they, they don't eat right. Their kids are just, you know, they get whatever. They just sit at home right. playing online. The, the NFL has to do a campaign to tell kids to go outside and play football, right? I mean, that's right. like where we're at. It is. And I think that's where the pinball machine died. Oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Let's go to Gary's house to play pinball. Right. I think that I think there's an appeal to that, to be honest with you. Well, and that's why we're seeing a resurgence with barcades, because I think people realize they want to go out for entertainment again. They just don't want to sit on the couch, put on a headset, and that's it, right? There's nothing social there. Well, I think you're also going to see a change, because think about this. All the regals just closed, all the cinemas are going to close. People need a place to go. You know, either that or they're going to kill people. You know, there's going to be a rise in crime. Because people need to go somewhere. So what are they going to do? I think a lot of those regals, a lot of these sentimental places right. might turn into, like you said, there are no more good arcades. There are no more good miniature golfs. There are no good bowling alleys anymore. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And living in New York City, you know, when you think about going out, it just can't only be booze, food, and nothing else. And, and especially when for kids, growing up without entertainment out in the world is, is just not the same. Now, now, Gary, do you think pinball can survive much longer? Do you think there's an ability for young kids to get into something like pinball? Depends on where it goes. If you tell me it's going to go more to the computerization side where it's really cool where people, you know, think about it. I'm not going to say it like this, but everyone's now getting approved for marijuana. So now you got all these people getting marijuana. You know, I, I, where do they go? They go to a, a place, they sit, they smoke, they, you know, they have these smoke shops, they have these places where you can drink and smoke. I mean, I, I, I think there might be an appeal for pinball machines and arcane games because what else can they do? Yeah. I yeah. to say it like that, but truly, you're not going to go on someone's machine to play Xbox. That was not a whole machine or, yeah. you know, there's there, there, there very few arcades out there anymore. There, and, and coming out of COVID, where we all want to get out more, I think there is right. going to be a desire to put more stuff out there. And also because commercial real estate has just been decimated, the prices right. to put different things are going to be more appealing to, to new business owners who have ideas like like stuff like this. I work in marketing. One of the most interesting facts, as we talk about young kids and getting them out and having them have more enjoyable childhoods, one of the most fascinating stats about Gen Z, which is like kids in their late teens and their early 20s, 
they drink less, they have less sex, and they're they're the most depressed generation ever. And you're like, maybe get out more, maybe socialize more, talk to each other, put the phones down. I mean, think I think people are gonna realize that a lot of this like screen addiction has led to a generation that is just zombified and unhappy. So pinball is definitely not something you can put in your pocket. <laughs> and I think I think people and I'm not gonna talk politics, but I think this pandemic is going to change a lot of people's families minds and people's minds uh, you know i i think people are going to really start traveling i think it's going to change the world people want to get out i, I think uh, you know I, I i think there's going to be a lot of changes in this world and hopefully it will change for the youngs because yeah. i need to see what for them I really a- absolutely well and hey you know the more pinball we get out there the more chances they'll have to jump on machines and there will be a future for pinball as long as there's older gentlemen like myself and, and, and the other collectors will, will keep it going for a very long time because there's, a, there's enough multimillionaires out there who want to put fun stuff in their basements too to keep this hobby alive and well. Gary, can I ask you one favor? Can you, can you give me a, a soundbite that I can use? Because um, something you're not familiar with is every year there is an award show for the best in pinball and it's called the Twippies. And I would love it if I could officially get Gary Stern to say, this is Gary Stern and everybody should vote for Canada's Pinball Podcast as favorite pinball podcast. Could you give me that soundbite, Gary? So you want me to say, uh, everyone should vote for... It's Canada. It sounds like... Canada soundbite. Yeah, just say, hey, this is everyone, this is Gary Stern and you should vote for Canada's Pinball Podcast this year. You could just keep it as simple as that. Hi, this is Gary Stern for Canada. Awesome. Gary, thank you so much for joining. This is great. I know I, I reached out to you completely out of the blue, but this was actually a really great out of the blue chat about life, pinball, and just who we are. Two, two men in this world trying to, <laughs> to make something. Well, if you ever come down to Florida, I also have hotels and stuff in the Keys. So if you ever like to get out to the Keys, you can come on. This is incredible because... The two Gary Stearns I know sound like super successful men, which is incredible. Like, it, there's something in the name. It just, it breathes. Well, yeah, yeah. I think we all took it from Howard, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I said stay, stay safe in New York. Enjoy yourself. Thank you, Gary. And stay safe down there in Florida. And um, this has been great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You have a great day, man. All right, Gary. All right, bye. All right. So just so you know, the way that I found that Gary Stern was I went on Facebook and I looked up all the different Gary Stearns and I sent a message to about five of them. And this guy responded and it actually turned out to be, I think, a really great chat with someone who is pretty interesting. And I hope you enjoyed it. And I want to say I want to end this show and I want to I really do. I want everybody to just bury the hatchet that exists in the pinball media world. I mean, it's enough already, and it's gone on way too long. And I know that I've been the culprit at times, but it's just getting to the point now where all we're doing here, all we're doing, everyone out there who's making pinball content, we are simply making content to entertain people, not to attack people. Why are people going on shows cursing people out? It makes no sense to me. And look, here's the other thing too. If you've got a pinball exclusive, that's great. If you've got a bit of pinball news, that's also great. But you have to remember the whole point in which we're giving people news and exclusives and speculating on things is to keep people excited, is to give people something exciting to talk about. It's not to beat your chest and say, I'm better than you because I had this before you did. And believe me, nobody, and I mean this, for doing this after four years, 
I've broken so many exclusives and news items that most people never gave me credit for, and it doesn't matter. It's just pinball news. None of this matters in the real world. And so I do implore everyone to zoom out a little bit and let's enjoy our holidays. Let's not personally attack each other and let's just do our shows to entertain people in the pinball world. May the best man or woman win when it comes to the Twippy voting. It doesn't have to bring out the worst in everybody. Everybody just do your thing, all right? And let's just all enjoy pinball together, okay, everyone? Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed that. Don't be mad that it was a different Gary Stern. He was a really cool dude, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Pinball.